0: Another episode of Sugar Sports. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That was the best fucking part. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sugar Sports, the sweetest sports show on air. I'm JT, here with my partner Brian. I'm about to lay it down for you guys. We are, we are. We're,
1: uh, we're going to talk about kickers right off the bat because, you know, someone's uh, hair turned from uh, gray back to jet black. Jet black. Or maybe brown. <laughs> One of the two, but Mr. Crosby off
0: the hook. Maybe his career's been saved. I think so. I mean, for somebody who didn't want to talk about kickers anymore last week, it's yeah. kind of funny we're leading off with that.
1: I was thinking about it. I mean, it's the Monday night game. It was the last thing we saw, right? The last thing we saw before the show, so there it is. Mason Crosby getting some kicker love from his team, and I figured I'd show it to him right off the bat.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was watching the game and I was watching Mason Crosby and I was thinking we would talk about it on the show, and you told me last week specifically that we've had enough of kicker talk, but I was gonna bring it up anyway, so I'm glad that you yeah, did. I did it. Guy went four for four, got a chance to hit a game winner, chip game shot. Game winner, good for him. Question. That's enough though, right? You gotta keep going? One more thing though. Okay. Uh, we gotta finish up here. Let's, let's send this one home, okay. but game winner. They get it real close. Aaron Rodgers is really happy that he was able to give his guy a nice short shot to, to win the game. Do you feel like there's more pressure to hit the the short-distance kick, or would you prefer to have the 50-yarder?
1: I mean, I guess you could as a... I think he, either way he misses it, it's he's, it's bad. It doesn't matter. He's a good kicker. He's built his career as being one of the better kickers. So if he misses a 40-yarder versus a 20-yarder, it's going to be bad no matter what, just based off what happened the week before. But, I mean, missing the 20-yard chip shot's going to probably stick in his head longer and be like, man, maybe I just don't have it anymore. You think that that's the one that puts the nail in his career. It might have been.
0: Oh, it yeah. really might have been. Well hypothetical right. to see it.
1: Yeah. But then again it could happen next week
0: and we've been in the same spot. I know, right? <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't for him. I think it all comes down to that first kick, you know? You I think it's well. all about the hair. I think it's about yeah, the I hair. I don't think
1: he I don't think he's grey anymore. I really want to see it. I never saw him take his helmet off, so Yeah. I guess that's where I'm obsessed with. Maybe we'll tweet him. That's nothing about hair with me. I don't know what it is. It's the lack, lack of it. <laughs> it could be. Hey but but let's let's uh let's get to the real story here. Because you know Sugar Sports uh, did a little sprinkling sugar on a bunch of picks this week. We did four picks, and uh, what were we? Four and
0: oh, bingo, four and oh, man. You know we good. did. We did say we were gonna have a bounce back week. Uh, you went one and two. I unfortunately went zero of two. But one and two. You went one and two, like one up two. One and yeah, okay. One and one. One and three, one. one. one, one, and one and it one. made yeah, it sound man, like I, I picked three picks and lost two of true. them. That's true. No, no, no. Forgive me, Brian. Yeah, no. I, yeah. we'll correct you every time you do that. You should. So bounce back week. We said we were going to have a bounce back week, and we came back with a vengeance, batting four and zero. We start off our episodes with the "Let Me Explain" segment, yeah. kind of where we go ahead and we place the blame on somebody else. Let's explain how good we are. Let's let's do that. Why don't you go ahead and start? You ready to start? I think I started last week. Okay. Well, hey, Why don't man, you start this week? All right.
1: the batons. Why don't you to I mean, You were the one that went zero two last week. I know. So <laughs> we're gonna serve you up, man. Let, you, go. let you hear it. Well, let's I've been go.
0: fired up. I've been ready for this. So, last week I took the Denver Broncos. Plus seven in Denver against the Los Angeles Rams. Somebody not to say Did I tell you, who, you how much
1: I liked that pick last well, week? You did.
0: You <laughs> certainly did. Enough to bet me lunch that I was wrong, which you still owe me, so I'm looking forward to that lunch bet. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's going to be delicious. So uh, this is how it happened. Rams won 23-20. to 20. They did uh, win the game, like I said they would, but they didn't cover the spread. So, Broncos, go nice ahead. And, What's that? Nice job. Hey, thanks, man. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I thought that they would do better in Denver is I thought they would put a cap on the run, uh, and they certainly did not do that. Uh, there was no snow on the ground like we kind of anticipated, uh, so that that kind of changed the, uh, the effects of the game. But Todd Gurley had a career day. He rushed for 202 yards on 28 carries, so I guess stopping the run maybe wasn't there. However, I did say that... The, uh, the fast-paced offense was going to get a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, Jared Goff had a very average day, 14 of 28, 201 yards and one pick. Um, you know, something was interesting, if, if you did watch the game, you know, the Broncos, they had a legitimate chance to win this one. Uh, early on, Emmanuel Sanders caught caught a uh, 44-yard touchdown to take a 7-6 lead. Uh, he went in, uh, and Then he went up and taunted the cornerback by putting his hands in his face. They went to go review the play. Turns out it was not a touchdown. The ball went out on the one-yard line, and then they got the 15-yard unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike Uh, conduct flag, which put them at the 16-yard line. They had to settle for the field goal, essentially taking four points off the board, which could have made the difference in a winner or loss in this game. So I thought that that was interesting. Um... This, another interesting tidbit bit was this was the first time this season that the Rams were actually held to under 30 points. Well, I know Goff didn't even, did he throw a touchdown? No.
1: No, it was all just girly. just
0: had one pick. It was all girly. It was all
1: girly. So. Well, it's girly every week, right?
0: Yeah, I know. I can't stop that guy. Man, he's impressive. He, yeah, he, he is. He's impressive. He is. Um, so a late touchdown drive uh, to Jamarius Thomas from Case Keenum. Uh, got them within three. They needed an onside kick to go and get an opportunity to possibly tie or win this one. They couldn't recover it. End result: Rams twenty three, Broncos twenty. One notch in my belt. Yep. So, good stuff. Do you want to uh, you want to go ahead and tell me about your other, or do you want nah, me to finish out? All finish right. out. Go, go here. So my my other pick last week I had the under. I took the Ravens and the Titans. Uh, the under of forty two, and wouldn't you know it? Ravens twenty one to zero shut out the Tennessee Titans. I said that uh, both these teams had some some. Defensive talent, but both of them had pretty mediocre quarterback play. Uh, Here was a fun thing. The Ravens had more sacks, 11. They 11? 11 sacks. I thought I saw 10. 11 sacks than Marcus Mariota had, completions with 10. Maybe that's what I saw,
1: the 10, but I I thought I didn't see that right when I, I said did someone really get that many sacks in a game uh, is that up there I don't even know where that ranks record wise unbelievable I actually know what's a good
0: question after this we're gonna have to go and check that yeah, out
1: because I got I, I want to say I kind of remember someone doing that on Monday night football one night it was actually the Giants the only reason I remember it because I was watching the game and they sacked Cutler a shitload of times one game so it's either when he was with the with the Bears on a Monday night game? I don't know if, we'll, we'll look at that, but that'll be interesting. if yeah, that would be was, curious uh, to find they, out. It might have been a halftime sack number. They sacked the shit out of them at halftime. They, mm-hmm. they, they beat the hell out of them, but anyway.
0: Yeah, Levin's a lot of sacks. So
1: that is a lot of sacks. Lot so he
0: only sack. had 10 completions? Yeah, 10 completions. Jesus. However, on a positive note from Marcus Mariota, he was the, uh, the leading rusher for the team. He had two carries for 25 yards <laughs> for a whopping 12.5 yards per oh, carry. Geez. Well, good. Is that Baltimore defense for real? You know, statistically they look like it. They're showing up. They're 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 stopping the pass. I mean, they can play. I mean, if Joe Flacco and their offense could actually play a conservative, you know, well played game, I, I think that this is a pretty well rounded team. Uh, you know, so the Ravens pitch a shutout. I pitch a shutout two and zero this week. Well, they got they got New Orleans this week, so we'll, we'll definitely see that. Yeah, you know, when I looked at that game, and uh, I don't want to get into detail about where yeah. I was going to go because it's not going to be one of my picks, but it, it was I was pretty close, but then uh, talked myself out of it.
1: All right. So where are you at, Brian? All right. Well, my two and zero. I've been two and zero before, so this is you know normal ground for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I took your Seattle Seahawks against the Raiders in the London game. Actually, I wasn't concerned about this game at all. It was it seemed like my lock was a really big lock didn't and when I watched that game it was just a blowout I mean the Seahawks did exactly what I thought they would do they would kind of control the game they scored when they needed to score Oakland just can't get nothing going I mean they were lucky to get the field goal I thought you know even though they got 27-3 in that game I thought they were going to shut them out and Derek Carr looks
0: like shit you know this is a funny thing the offense didn't block for him right yeah. And the Seattle Seahawks over the past couple years, like our offense has been terrible. We we, yeah. we haven't been to run the ball. We haven't been able to protect Russell Wilson. He's always running for his life. This year, we finally got a running game. Our offensive line has shown up. Raiders offensive line sucks, garbage. And you know what the common denomination is in that? Mm. Last year, in our years past, off uh, offensive line coordinator Tom Cable. Oh yeah. You know who the offensive line coordinator is for the Raiders this year? Not him, is it? Tom Cable. What the hell? That Cable guy's been around. He's been around. He used to be the head coach yeah. for the, uh, the Raiders way back that. then, and then he yeah. had that little, little fight tiff. But yeah, yeah.
1: so... The... That was an easy pick, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean Seattle, I, I mean, they're okay. I mean, they're not great. You know that. Oh, yeah. But, but I disagree. The, but the Raiders are garbage, and that was an easy pick. So, chalk that one up as a pretty simple pick. Now... The next pick I had, I had the over in the Kansas City Patriots game. I think last week I said that if you put the two combined totals, it was around 61, 62 points. So it was a little over what the 59.5 um, over was. 83 points in that bad boy. Yeah, you did not mean, miss. Jesus Christ. I mean, 43 to 40. I mean, Brady did come down, kick that extra, I uh, had uh, set him up for a field goal to win that game. But, my God, it was just back and forth. I never even was concerned. I mean, even at halftime, you know, it still was shaken out. To, it was going to be the over. But when they came out in the second half, it was just back and forth. I mean, those teams are something else. I mean, I mean, we keep talking about that quarterback in Kansas City,
0: man. I mean, this guy is legit. Yeah, he is. You know, it's funny, though, that he ended up losing because I saw a stat, and I, I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, and, and I could be just a little off, but Bill Belichick is – 25-0 and at Gillette Stadium against quarterbacks 25 and younger, I believe, or second-year quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: I think you're right because he's always – and I think they talked about that before, saying that, ah, guess what, you know, he's going against Belichick. He knows how to confuse these guys, these young guys. And, and I mean, 40 points, I don't think you confuse them too much. No. I mean, he, he's just a slinger. Yeah. I and mean, that touchdown he threw and he was on the run, and it just – I mean, I was blown away. I'm actually really blown away. About this kid. I mean, I I really, I really like him. I really like him a lot. And Kansas City's got themselves. It makes total sense why they traded Alex Smith. Yeah. You know they did it right too. They, they, you don't see teams that can sit a guy. And Patrick Mahomes gets to sit on the bench for an entire year. This is how it used to be. Yeah. And the fans wanted him to play. Yeah. I mean, but now look at this. I mean, this is exactly. Andy Reid's a good, good coach. Yeah. I mean, it's what it boils down to. Sure. And you're the uh, president of the Patrick Mahomes. Uh, fan club. I, I seem to mention him every week. Somehow, <laughs> I, I don't know. I like them. Yeah. I like that kid. So both, 2-0 and o for each of us, 4-0. We're 8-4 and on the season. It's looking pretty good, man. Yeah, I think we're I doing alright. right. First picks are uh, just like
0: tasting a little bit of sugar. <laughs> Sweet! So, uh, <laughs> good job, good work. Let's hey. see what we got for next week. Let's see what we got. So, moving on to some of the headlines this week. Um, you went off on a little bit of a heated tangent last week regarding your your giants Yeah, let me do it again yeah let's let's have a
1: follow-up we're gonna do part (laughs) duh i mean what i'm gonna do here is this is probably gonna be it for me because the giants have pretty much have sunk to basically the low that were last year and unfortunately it was to the damn eagles who i just despise you know anyone at division i do but i really really hate the damn eagles but they made the giants look like shit again um I mean, we couldn't get anything going, and I kind of want to talk about his Eli Manning situation and his quarterbacks in general because this is what happens every time. E- Eli is looking like shit. I-, I get it. He's his talents have eroded to a point where he's getting old. It's, it's not looking the same, and then what fans do, and then the offensive line is is an issue. But but regardless, I just really get sick of the whole idea of. Get him out of there. Go get somebody else. Put the backup in. The backup quarterback's always the most popular guy on the field, it seems like, when a quarterback's struggling. Yep. And there's a reason why he's a fucking backup. It's because he's not as good as the starter. Patrick and in- Mahomes was a backup last year. Well, I don't know. Maybe last year he wasn't as good. Maybe that one year actually helps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Patrick Mahomes is a different situation with the Giants have. So but right now we got a guy named Tanny sitting there that's a 30-year-old journeyman. And then we have our actual backup, Kyle Laletta, which you drafted in the fourth round, that isn't even suited up. Mm-hmm. So if we're ever gonna play a guy, it's gonna be Laletta. And right now he's not even suiting up. So I don't know if that's meant to be by the coaching staff so they don't have to even put him in there and no one's going to really care if Tanny gets in there. But the thing is, the Giants are in a, in a really crappy spot. They spent their pick on Saquon Barkley, which I still think is a great pick. I mean, that guy made some amazing runs in that game. I think people oh, really got a chance to see some runs in this what guy. What, he average 10? 10, 10
0: yards a carry? Yeah.
1: And it's the runs. It's just not him breaking away. He did a big breakaway, but some of that stuff, he's cutting across the field. He's making moves. I mean, he's special. There's no doubt that he's special.
0: What is he and he's right behind uh Kareem Hunt for most consecutive games? Yeah, he's, with, at, he's, uh, he's at
1: five now. How many yards per scrimmage? Hundred. How many he's, 100 bro- right? he's broke a hundred each each Oh game. it was only a hundred yards yeah. total mm-hmm. scrimmage? Oh okay. So he's gonna break that record, I think. I mean I Kareem think Kareem Hunt is score. seven, right? I think it's seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, I I like the idea that they still went that route. I mean, right now, you can't do anything with Eli. You have to put him in there until you're mathematically out of it. That's just what it's going to have to happen. I mean, they're not going to give up on Eli. At some point, they might put Liletta in there. But what do you do? You can't can't just magically grow this quarterback. You know, there's 10 to 12 really good quarterbacks in football. And then after that, you got your average dudes that, you know, fans probably aren't happy with. But... You don't have many options. I think Eli honestly will be gone next year. He's a, he's about a twenty-three million dollar cap hit, but he's only about a six point two million dollar dead cap hit next year if they cut him. And they get they get after all the, you know, the five million dollar bonus that he would he would get. But there's nobody out there. I mean Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brisk brisket. Brissett. Brissette? Brisket Brisket Brisket. You know, I'm thinking of food. <laughs> Am I hungry? <laughs> But these are the only guys that are there and I don't even really care to see them at quarterback. I mean who else are you gonna get? So the thing that bothers me is when everyone just says, get rid of him, put him on the bench. For what? You? You know, the fans sitting in section 323? I mean you you there's not many options. It's frustrating. I get it. What are you gonna do? You don't want to see Eli Manning out there struggling. As a fan, you're like, just replace him. It's just not that
0: easy, is what I'm trying to say. You just don't go replace a quarterback. Well, here's my question for you then. So, if you have your team is underperforming with Eli, right? Right. And you don't think that uh, the the alternative is on the bench, but you know what you're getting with Eli. Well, it might be <coughs> Kyle Lafferty. Okay. Could be. So you don't. You know. You know what you're getting with Eli. You're 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 getting a a very lackluster offense. So. What's the harm in at least trying to see if the future quarterback is on your team?
1: Well, I think you get to that point. but Why, I think why are you, you not there yet? Because you're not mathematically eliminated, even though you mathematically
0: are. But, but what if you're mathematically still alive? And you because made, Eli you Manning's to a different guy.
1: Eli Manning's not Jay Cutler or someone on your team. Eli Manning is a guy that the coaches do believe in. They obviously drafted Saquon Barkley. They believed in him. They they, they were all in with him. They, they know there's other factors in this scenario, and a lot of it is the offensive line. You don't give a guy time to throw. It's going to be difficult. But the thing is, is if the other guys were better than Eli Manning, they're going to be in there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, you can even go back to your Russell Wilson thing, and, and Russell Wilson wasn't going to be the quarterback there. Remember that the year that he was drafted? Yeah, we paid but, Matt Flynn a ton yeah, of money. Yeah, the and then he ends up getting in there. And I get, get those situations do happen, but we're not – rich and deep with this guy this Kyle Lalletta guy was a guy that uh Bill Belichick was supposedly be wanting big time he was gonna he was gonna replace Garoppolo and he was gonna take him in the fourth round but they ended up trading that pick so now I mean, they had an opportunity to get him so if he was really a believer of this Lalletta kid you know you know that would have been that would have been good I would have, I mean, I believe in uh, when it comes to Belichick and, and getting quarterbacks, but he obviously traded out of that spot. So I think this is the situation the Giants are in. You're going to run Eli Manning out there probably for the next three to five weeks. They're going to be mathematically eliminated, and then he may look good in a few games, but Loletta probably will get some time. And then if you're a Giant fan, start watching Oregon Duck games because Justin Herbert is probably the guy that, you know, Justin Herbert, Drew Locke from Missouri, and Ryan Finley are the two the three top quarterback prospects and I think the Giants record will get them in a spot where they're going to be able to draft a quarterback because right now the teams with two wins I mean you got the Bills with two wins and they've got Josh Allen the Bucks are kind of in that spot with Jameis which who knows they could go either way Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons you know they got two wins and they're going to win this week against the Giants Um, Stafford you know with two wins in Detroit you know, they got these guys, yeah. Case Keenan with the Broncos. I mean, all these Arizona. bad teams have yeah. quarterbacks. So yeah. I think the Giants will be in a good spot to get a quarterback as long as they don't screw up and win a few games because they technically do have some talented guys on offense.
0: So are you rooting for wins
1: or losses here? Man? I don't even like doing this because last year I got myself in this situation where I was rooting for losses. And that's the worst thing to do is sit there and watch your team lose. And it's no fun. It's just no fun. But I, I hate to see Eli go out this way. So it's kind of bittersweet. You kind of want to lose. You want to get yourself set up for the next year in a good draft pick. But you also want to see Eli go out with a little bit of respect. Yeah. And, you know, the guy, like I mentioned last week, you know, we talked about him going to the Hall of Fame. And I looked it up real quick just to remember. He's sixth overall in passing yards and completions and seventh in touchdown passes. Wow. I mean. Yeah. You look at all the guys ahead of him. We're talking about Peyton, Favre, Breeze, Manning, Brady. Yeah. And then Eli's right there. I mean, it's. Pretty yeah. good company, man. Yeah,
0: and nobody has a sideline face like Eli. Manning. I know, and
1: everyone loves that one, man. Everyone loves that face that Eli does. Yeah. He does look goofy. You think it's that that's what his bus look? is going
0: to look like if he gets? Oh, the hell yeah! That,
1: if he ever gets in there, they everyone will be waiting to unveil Eli's. You know, they should they should just screw with him and put some, like some just ridiculous. Oh,
0: you know the memes are going to come when he yeah, ever gets inducted.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that's my rant on the whole quarterback situation, fans just deal with it. This is... It's just not that easy. There's there's only... Like I said, there's only five elite quarterbacks and there's maybe 15 good quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, that's in the world. Yeah. When I mean, we're not talking... You can't just put a guy in there. Yeah. You know, this isn't the fucking backyard and, you know, and Joe got hurt so the neighbor comes in and fills in. I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. So, just... This is Joe, play if you're out, out, out there. Yeah, if you're out there, Joe, we'll, we'll, we'll take you. we will get it. We'll set hey, a tryout. Hey, your
0: owner, you owner, can leave it with that. I know you don't want to stay too long on it, but his comments about Odell Beckham, I mean, I you thought know, that that hey, was a powerful statement. I'll
1: tell you that the Giants organization runs a certain way. Mm-hmm. They like to run a classy organization. There's been very, very few players that have kind of done this veer off and, and, and get all this publicity and stuff. Plexico Burris back when was kind of the one guy that, was kind of that risque kind of player. But the thing is is I think the Giants sat him down and said, listen, we're gonna give you the money, but we want you to act a certain way. Yeah, stop and I, shooting yourself yeah, in the don't, leg. Yeah, those I mean, kinds well, things. then that placks will burst thing. But anyway, with Odell, I mean it wasn't like Odell was clean coming into this contract negotiation. Uh, I mean he had stupid shit yeah, with the yeah. with the pizza thing with the girl, with just the little stupid stuff on the sideline that he's done. I mean he's a passionate player, but I think the Giants told him this. It wasn't like this is like coming out of nowhere. Like, they sat down with him and said, you know, you are talented. We're giving you the money, but we expect you to, you know, to respect the Giants organization the way
0: we want it run. And, yeah, make more plays.
1: Yeah, Make more plays. Do less interviews. Do
0: Don't you think, put your stuff in that spot. Do you think that he should cut his hair so maybe a part of his ego uh, goes? I mean, maybe that maybe the ego's in the hair, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's in the dance moves. I just saw something on Twitter last night where he's doing some thing where hashtag bored or something, and he's dancing and – by the fire and he's doing all these dance moves i mean the guy's not the guy is who he is i yeah. mean he, he's a talented dude the giants won't put up with stuff like that but they found enough reason to sign him for 95 million bucks i like the guy i mean he's fun to watch he's a game breaker i mean we've all seen him yeah
0: no, he's setting great. records yeah no he's,
1: he's got really good stats and there's a particular quarterback that got him those stats yeah i, mean, I think people forget he lies that bad he's still got a lot of stats and he's the guy throwing the ball to Odell so I think they actually figure I I think they figure it out and they probably kind of goof themselves into a few wins and it hurts their draft status but I would take that to have Eli go out with a little respect. All right.
0: well I can respect you for that Brian at the, the demise of your Sundays
1: <laughs> Actually, it'll be Monday this week. So yeah, yeah, there you
0: go. Uh, so, in, in well, screw the years, Eagles, yeah, by the way. Screw, screw the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you got a chance to talk about your hometown and talk about mine a little bit. Uh, the recent passing of Paul Allen, Microsoft founder. Oh. Um, the guy, man, what a what a what a what a deal! You know, what a, what a privilege it was to have him in Seattle. The the Seahawks were pretty much packing up and heading to Anaheim. Uh, the owner was going to sell them. This was back in 1996, and um, he came in there and he purchased the team for 194 million dollars. Uh, they're worth 2.58 billion today, so I could say that that was probably a good investment. Uh, you know, probably. But, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I mean, the the moving bands were there. They were they were ready to start. Yeah, go LA, Stuff right? south, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, the NFL's threatened them with a five hundred thousand dollar a day fine, and then uh, potential lawsuits from the city. So that kind of stalled things a bit, and it got Paul Allen an opportunity to get a group together. Uh, to try to levy to get the the city of Seattle to help co fund uh, a new stadium because the thing that was going on is we had the King at the time and that thing was decrepit, falling apart, and, and no new owner would want to be uh, there at the King. That was trash. I went yeah.
1: to I went to some games there, watched the Yankees and Mariners play. Oh yeah, I actually, game oh. I was gonna go to. Um, got cancelled because the roof the ceiling tiles started falling. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that was right at the end of the thing. But anyway, go ahead.
0: No, I know it. it's the truth, right? So what they needed was a new stadium, so they they needed to get a three hundred million uh in tax revenue and he was gonna put up another hundred and thirty. Um and they got the, they got the vote by fifty one percent. So I mean it, it was a close call, but you know, yeah. Paul Allen essentially saved the Seahawks and kept them in Seattle. I mean he was a Seattleite, grew up there, went to husky games with his dad, yeah. something he talked All about. Right. And, uh, you know, so it was a big deal for his legacy uh, to keep them there. So I think the city of Seattle is severely in- indebted to him and-, and gracious for what he's been able to do. Um, yeah. So uh, good, good, good thing. Good man, a philanthropist, just a smart guy. Uh, Dies 65, just out of <sighs> nowhere, kind of feels like. So, I mean. He was dealing with that back in 83. Yeah. I
1: thought that was a misprint. I'm thinking, because I remember when he when he had the, the Hodgkin's lymphoma, is that what it was that yes. he was dealing with? Yep. And, I remember back in a Blazer game, I was at a Blazer game, and I saw him, and he just looked, and this was back in the early 2000s, so when I saw the 83, I didn't realize that was the reason he walked away from Microsoft, and I actually saw a thing, and I was was reading about this, that uh, Bill Gates tried to buy his shares from him when he was leaving for five bucks a share. Oh, God. (laughs) He didn't do it, obviously. Smart man. But five bucks a share, he was going to, this is at the infant stages of this whole thing. Can you imagine? No way. You remember, you know how long he was married for? Paul Allen? Uh uh-uh. uh He wasn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you threw me off guard there. I was like, he didn't have a spouse. He doesn't have any children. He didn't have any kids? Yeah, have, yeah. Didn't have a wife. Nothing. I mean, he, his
0: sister supposedly his is the one kind of taking over yeah. things a little bit. So we'll see. how I didn't that, know that about that him. I didn't out. know that yeah. he didn't have kids or. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. He's shocking. kind of always been out of the out of the spotlight. You He's know? a quiet guy. You yeah. Know? I mean, he lives life. The dude does a lot of fun things, and he participates in in in, in so many different types of philanthropic philanthropic. Uh, Nailed it. Good yeah, that's that tough one. Yeah, killed it. Yeah, I mean, he, he just the guy was. He, he had a thirst for life, and it, it's it's unfortunate that he had to leave so early. Too bad. Uh, it's too bad. You know, he also owns the Blazers too, and it, being here in Portland, I guess we know that. But he bought the Blazers at age thirty-five. Yeah. And for seventy million dollars. Mil. You know how much they work now? Yeah, I do. How much? One point. I think I saw
1: the other day. One point oh five billion. One point three billion. One point three billion. 1.3 billion. What Seventy million
0: to one point three yeah. billion.
1: He got in the NBA right before the NBA just exploded. Oh my goodness! Shit, he was in there three years before Jordan hit the league. I mean, what a deal! Right? It was eighty. It was eighty-eight. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So he was two years after Jordan. But jeez, what were you doing at thirty-five? At thirty-five? Yeah. That's what right. was I doing at thirty-five? Not buying the Blazers, right? I was not buying the Blazers. Yeah. My God, wouldn't that be something to own a franchise? I and mean, this guy, yeah. Magnitude you know, of a man. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. It's too bad he died definitely too early, and it's it just shows you, man. You can have all the money in the world, and that shit will get you. Yeah, when it's your time, it's your time. Ugh. Rest in peace, Paul Allen. Yeah, rest in peace. So let's move on to uh... let's get our uh, let's. let's uh, are we gonna do our fantasy segment this week? Is yeah. our, our new segment before let's our do picks. It, man. So we're gonna add the fantasy segment in to kind of give you guys some uh, some picks maybe through the week that uh, will help your fantasy team. I'm gonna focus on doing maybe uh, the daily stuff. I've been doing really well in the daily stuff lately. I've got a couple leagues going with some guys and then, and then throw a few rosters in there. But this week I found a couple things that I want to throw out that you can do. And, I, and I'm basically, basically focused on a FanDuel right now. But um, both sites, DraftKings and FanDuel, are similar when it, comes to, when it comes to salaries. But this week I'm able to find a way to get Saquon Barkley... Todd Gurley, who you have to have every damn week in your lineup or you're going to lose. either him or
0: Melvin Gordon. Uh, Yeah, right,
1: right. And Kareem Hunt. And these guys are all within the $8,000 for Barkley, $10,000 for Gurley, $7,800 for Hunt. But where you're going to have to skimp is you're going to have to skimp at quarterback. And and you might not think this would be a good pick, but I think for the value of the $6,500 range, It's Blake Bortles, and you hear Blake Bortles, and you think, holy shit, he had a horrible week last week, and he's terrible, but he's playing against Houston, and if he can get you in that 18-point range, I mean, because you're only going to get 23 to 25 points from a guy like Mahomes, and he's going to cost you nine grand, Mm -hmm. so... That's where you're going to have to save because you're going to you want these three running backs in there. I mean, you want to have those three running backs. And in the same lineup, I'm able to, to also sneak in uh, Julio Jones, who's one of the top receivers this week. That's going to get you around 17 points. So Blake Bortles at 6,500 is a good value playing against Houston. The other two good values is going to be Jarvis Landry and uh, Callaway, the two receivers for uh, Cleveland. And Cleveland's in a bad shape this week. Um, they've got some banged-up receivers right now, and if you can scrape together, you know, close to 10 points with Callaway and I'm not really a fan of this guy I, I don't know if you watched the the, the hard knocks thing mm. and I didn't think this guy would even make the team he seems like kind of a knucklehead here. he already got busted for a like DUI right in training camp and but he's starting to show a little bit of flashes but he's 4800 bucks. 4800 bucks, and if you can get around 8 points for him that's what you're going to have to do and you're going to have to also skimp on your tight end and a guy that you probably aren't going to hear a lot about or maybe don't even know but James O'Shaughnessy. You ever heard about that guy? <laughs>
0: Spell his last oh, name. Sh-
1: O-S-H-A-U-G-N-E-S-S-Y. Oh, yeah, yeah. know that guy. And this guy has been getting around three catches for 30 yards a week, which is obviously shitty. Oh. But we're able to get these other running backs in. O'Shaughnessy only going to cost you 4000 bucks If he gets you three to five catches and he gets you in that five-point range, that's all you're going to need because these other guys are going to get you. So hopefully you're able to score... You know, somewhere in the 130-plus points with this lineup. I was able to score 155 last week, and obviously I had Gurley in there, and I also had Jameis Winston and stuff like that. But I guess the bottom line is get Barkley, Gurley, Hunt, Julio Jones in your lineup, skimp on Callaway at wide receiver at 48, and Blortles at 6,500, and my man James O'Shaughnessy 4,000. And then you might be looking at yourself uh, a nice little lineup, so... Uh, let me know what you think. I'm going to put this lineup in this week, and I'll let you know next week uh, how it goes. Yeah. So what do you got
0: for fantasy for us? Well, I, I have my eye on a couple of running backs, actually. I, I didn't go through the whole lineup play here, but there, there's a couple of running backs uh, that got me intrigued here. The first one is being uh, Tarek Cohen, uh, the yeah. the running back for the Bears. He's kind of came on over the last three weeks. Um you know he's got last week he put up 20 in fan the week before against tampa bay granted their defense is like swiss cheese he put yeah. up 27 i mean the guy is he's getting a good mix of rushes uh and then he's he's really contributing in the passing game so i, I think that he's a, a really good alternative uh you know if you want to buy somewhere in the middle of 6600 is where he's priced right now yeah. i think that he's a good play uh week to week here and then the other one being with uh Devante freeman um being yeah he's being, done for at least he might he's ir'd so there. He, he may or may not come back. He can come
1: back. I think they put him on the six-week version or eight-week version. Yeah. So he'll be able to come back at the end of the year, or they'll just shelve him. But, yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, so like a groin injury, yeah. he had to have surgery. So, I mean, he may or may not be back. We're not sure. Uh, and that always leaves Tevin Coleman to go ahead yeah. and get the lion's share of the carries. He hasn't had any, like, real, like... Blow it up kind of yeah. games. In fact, he had a pretty poor week in week three, only putting up four points. But outside from that, I mean, he's pretty consistently. Kind of touchdown a, 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 last week. A, yeah, he's, a, he's. But he
1: only got ten points on Fanduel. I had him in my lineup for the reason. I know that. But he got a lucky little touchdown there at the end. And he man. gets
0: it. He gets those he goal does. line yeah. touchdowns, whether it be a carry or be a you know the passing game. So. He's a consistent double-digit player. He also runs in the low 6,000. So, I mean, you can pair these two yeah. up. And if you want to go ahead and spend big in the wide receivers and, yeah. then, you know, get a good flex in there, I mean, this gives you the opportunity to do that. So that, that those are kind of my, my two key plays if I'm looking at fantasy right. this week. You can get Odell for 8,500, man. He doesn't have a quarterback to throw to him. Yeah.
1: But you got to get him. Well, uh-huh. He can throw the ball. <laughs> That's true. He might throw you in there.
0: Up there. He's one for, for one with a touchdown. Yes. Is. So. is. All
1: right.
0: Yeah, I had to say that. Yeah, let's move
1: on. But anyway, it's well, it was good. A Little fantasy segment. You know, we had to. We get that in every week after our, uh, after our headlines, and then uh, we'll go to our, our picks. Let's let's get to the picks. Let's uh, let's keep the sugar going.
0: Let's, let's sprinkle some sugar. You want to start? You want to start? Yeah, you want to start? like that? i right, I'm
1: gonna start. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get right to it on my lock. I'm gonna go right away with my lock. And I am taking the team that I didn't really give a lot of credit to at the beginning of the year, and I think I'm sleeping on these guys because last year they started out so shitty. I think they started 0 four, but the Chargers are showing some sh- stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, 4-2, they're, too, man. they're they're, ah, dang, it, and they're playing against the lowly ass Titans right now. We're coming off an ass kicking mm-hmm. um, that uh, Mariota got <laughs> obviously sacked a shitload of times. We 11 times last week. He um, we still got a bad elbow. Um, I really like the Chargers in this game. You have to give six and a half up, but they win, I think they win easily by a touchdown in this game. I mean, they had a huge win over Cleveland last week. He's still got the sixth-ranked offense. Titans got a got the thirtieth-ranked offense. I mean, they're not going to be putting up some scores. Uh, Melvin Gordon with the three touchdowns last week. He's here's another guy that's just he's underrated, man. I don't, you don't hear a lot about yeah, Melvin I think Gordon. So. You Yeah, really I guess don't just, hear. He's
0: quiet. But. I don't.
1: You never. He, and he's flashy when it, when he does his when you see him on the highlights, but I don't hear people talking Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. So mm-hmm. um, I, I like that pick a lot. I like the Chargers. Um, with the Given the six and a half points against the Titans, I think that's a, an easy lock for me this week. And then, you know, this is my week to go with the under, because we rotate this every mm-hmm. week. And I tell you what, every other week I'm not going to like it. And the reason I'm not going to like it is because picking unders is not an easy thing to do anymore. No. It just really isn't. I mean, this is an offensive league, and these guys are scoring at crazy clips. And i just don't—picking unders, man. I mean, you nailed that one last week, and you hit that thing hard, but— I mean, I looked at a lot of games here, and I went back and forth, and I talked myself out of shit every single time, but I ultimately landed on um, two teams that I just can't stand in <laughs> my NFC East, the Dallas-Washington game. The Dallas Cowboys are 3-3, three three, Washington's 3-2. Three and two. Um, They're both coming off wins, and the under is 42. And I see kind of like a 23-17, 21-17 kind of game here that keeps you right in their 40 range. And I had to convince myself of that because these two teams play each other all the time. Um, the the Washington offense still I don't think is running that great with Alex Smith right now. The running game's kind of all over the place with their runners. Um, Dallas did have a huge week last week against uh, Jacksonville though. And they just made that Jacksonville defense look like shit. And I, I will be—it'll be interesting to see how Jacksonville bounce back. But forty to seven, I never like seeing the Cowboys win like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big you know believer in that team either. And they always find a way to find the banana peel. Of this team, I mean. It, so <laughs> I, I I look at this team as kind of the old school division rivalries, and I don't know if, if that even exists anymore with mm-hmm. these offenses. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I'm digging for my underpick. and under picks are tough, man. They're just not—they're not easy. So I—I'm well, confident in the pick. I feel like I'm going to go two and zero. But
0: I'm just saying, under picks are tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think you're—I think you're—you're you're on the right track with that pick. I don't disagree with it. I, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins and, and Dallas are number three and four in, in total points giving up week to week. So I mean, their defenses are showing up. They're they're playing yeah. they're playing well. Uh, but offensively, they're in the bottom quarter of right. of the league right. as far as points scored. So, you know, I I think aside from last week when Dallas goes off against a Jacksonville team, whose defense is, you know, it's 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 hot and cold with them. Like last year they were they were tough to beat. Yeah. You know, tough to get by. And this year, I mean, they just don't seem to have that same type of tenacity. So I think it might have been a little bit of a fluke that Dallas puts up that many points. So I, yeah. I can say that I agree. I think that this game will end up being uh a more of a low scoring affair unless something fluky happens, in it, and I could see you yeah. nail, nailing right. that pick. All right, that's my picks, man. What do you got? Well, sir, uh, since you started with your lock, I'm gonna go ahead and start with mine. Uh, I I like the uh, the Pats and the Bears at Soldier Field. Pats minus three. Uh, the New England Patriots came off of. Beating the undefeated was then undefeated uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They won forty three to forty in that high scoring game that you so rightfully picked. Uh, the Bears are coming off a loss thirty one to twenty eight in overtime yeah, to Miami. Ugh. Uh, you know
1: losing to Miami is
0: a yeah. You guy. know, and then they 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 got four wins. It wasn't even Miami. that close. It shouldn't have even gone to overtime. I don't know if you had an opportunity no, to catch the game, but Canyon Drake. Uh, it was going like oh, that. I didn't did see
1: that. I saw him with his hands on his head. Oh
0: hand. my god! I felt so bad for him on the one yard line. Coughs it up, and then the the Bears go down the other side, and it looks like, uh, you know, this is this game was gonna be for the Bears to win, and then they missed the field goal, yeah. and then you know, fortunately for Kenyon Treat, yeah, Miami was, goes back. He was and, happy. Yeah, and, that
1: that looked realistic too. You know, the, I mean, it looked like he was really seriously oh dude upset. Oh, I would have
0: been. Yeah, I mean. That's on you. I mean, yes. there's, there's no other place to place the blame. So, uh, you know, happy happy that for him, just him personally, that you know, because that would have sucked. But so anyway, they they both played some pretty tough games last week. Um, the Bears are at home. Uh, they really started to find their way offensively. 950 total yards in the last two games, and statistically, they are top five in points allowed and yards allowed per game. So their defense is also clicking too. I mean, they're no monsters of the midway or anything else, but they are at home. Um, they are playing defense. Their offense is coming along, uh, and they have a, the new toy in in, in Tarek Cohen, who's. I said earlier today, he's got 314 all-purpose yards in the last two still games. What's going on with Howard? I mean, he's still their main guy, right? Yeah, but he's just not doing what he normally does, I guess. He's, he's, he's never – you know, he's always – I always thought, you know, talking about Melvin Gordon being underrated, I always thought Howard was overrated. I agree. You know, I, I had him on one of my fantasy teams when he first came in the league. Just never lead. did shit, really. Yeah, slow start, and then I dropped him, and then he started doing good. But then he just didn't bounce back the he's season not after. A, he's so. not a
1: steady, steady guy. He's not a. He's not just a plug-and-play every week, you know, you're going to get. He's just kind of that. System. I got him play Yeah, I know he's gonna get touches. Gotta, that kind of guy. I, I hate those guys. I
0: know, but uh, anyway. Yeah. No. So, you know, you got, you got, yeah, you got this new player in in, in the running back, uh, putting contributing as well. Uh, but you know, here's the thing, and I everything I just said was positive about the Bears, and you probably were thinking that I was gonna lean their way. I was hoping uh, you weren't. <laughs> but what I am gonna do is I am gonna take the Pats minus yeah. three, uh, as, as much as it pains me to do it, uh, and the reason being in Miami last week the Bears were unable to sack the quarterback They came up with a goose egg on the sacks Khalil Mack injured his ankle during the game got it taped up finished out uh clearly just was not himself his status is up in the air for this Sunday you know so if you give Tom Brady time back there in that pocket it 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 doesn't matter how good your defense is he's still going to find a way to to score his points and carve you up um so no Khalil Mac probably, and if you do get a Khalil Mac, it's not a healthy Khalil Mac. Give Tom Brady time to make some sandwiches and throw some touchdowns. Jeez, he I, got so
1: much time. Yeah. There was one play. I don't know if you watched when you if you watched that full game. But there was one play that he, he had all that time in the world. It was just ridiculous. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, he had more time on that play, I think, than Eli's gotten in the first quarter. He does. <laughs> when it comes to total time, he just sits back there. It's in, it's insane.
0: Yeah, they've, they've always
1: protected and him And what really happens? Well. What happens when you're a wide receiver and a quarterback? You can only guard a guy for so long, and then yeah. as soon as he starts working back to the quarterback, you can't guard him anymore. Well... Either that or you're going to get a penalty. Yeah, I you know? mean, it's just the whole thing is it's crazy. But good for Tom Brady. I mean, he's, what, 41 years
0: old. He needs that. Yeah, no, he's got plenty. he's getting all the time he needs. So, I mean, yeah. I think that he'll get the time he needs this Sunday. He's probably going to – I think it's going to be a closer game than a blowout. I don't want to predict a blowout. I mean, it could go that way because the Patriots have and the I ability to turn it on. But I do have the Pats minus three taking this game in Soldier yeah. Field. So, um, I'm going to do your favorite part of it. And I'm going to take the over no. in this one since you got stuck with the under. Poor bastard. <laughs> so I'm going to stick in the NFC West here. They've got the Rams at the Niners uh, in Santa Clara. Uh, the line is 42 and a half. So the Rams have scored over 30 points in all their contests except for the one last week. Uh, so week one against the Raiders, they won 33 to 13, total 46. Week two, 34 to 0, 34. Um, Week 3, 35 points against the Chargers, a total of 55. Week 4, 38 points against the Vikings. They had 31, total 69. Week 5 against my Seahawks, they put up a combined total of 64. They put up 33 themselves. So um, the offenses are catching up to the the Rams' defense, and the Rams are still just putting up tons of yards. They're not really doing a good job stopping the run. Um, And the Niners... You know, with the C.J. Uh, Beathard, they're, they're, they're playing. I mean, they're playing can I, decent. Can I interrupt you for a yeah, second? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I hate to do this, but when I did my little uh, thing about Eli Manning and having backup quarterbacks, I know there's someone out there listening and going, you know what? You're full of shit. C.J. Beathard is in there, and he's carving people up and throwing balls all over the place and throwing up big stats. What I want to say to that guy is, fuck you. And the reason I want to say that is because nobody in their right mind when C.J. fucking Bethard is their goddamn quarterback. Right now, if you had a team, you're not putting C.J. Bethard in there. All you're right. not starting your team with C.J. Bethard. I'd start so, him over Eli. Uh, well, Ken, that's not the point. The point is, you'd start him over Eli. That's fine. But you're not, it, it's not, you, he's not your guy. He's not the franchise guy. He might be having a good week. He might have a couple good weeks. You're going to run this guy out there all week, 16 weeks out of the year? Hell no. No one is saying yes to that. He's a backup, and he's a backup for a reason. Yeah. I don't that's what I'm saying. You.
0: Yeah. I just you're right. I
1: just know. I just know that that's what people are going to do. Well, look, these guys. This guy's here. He was behind Garoppolo, and now he's he's bullshit. You don't want him long term. You want him to do what he's doing. He's doing what a back was supposed to do. Ryan Fitzpatrick, same thing. He does what a back is supposed to do. What happens when you give Ryan Fitzpatrick more time? Yeah. He starts to f- realize he's Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Yeah.
1: And he, he's not a guy you're going to build your team around. That's my point.
0: Um, I, I want to make sure that all the listeners uh, check in with our Twitter after this. I'm going to put Brian's address up there so you can all go to his house and give him a hug because clearly this guy is hurting. Uh, so, don't forget. Ma- yeah. Make sure you do that, okay? We'll, let, we'll give you the Twitter handle in a second. Yeah.
1: I'll let you finish. So, I, once you said CJ Beathard, something like just went off and fired off in my brain. So, so I talked
0: about the future Hall of Famer, Blake Bortles, last week. Yeah. Um, now the future Hall of Famer, yeah. C.J. Beathard. Yeah, so we're going to talk about him oh, now. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> on Monday night, he did play admirably, he though. Did. 16 of 23, 245 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw the costly interception at the last drive that ended up giving yeah. the Packers the ball. He's and a backup. Game over, he is a backup. That's I mean, exactly. He, he showed his, showed his but, tech colors. But he's he's playing enough to the point where I feel like they can put up some points uh, in their last, right. you know, five games. They put up 30, 27, 27. They, there was an 18 there, but then they put up 30 last week against the Packers, and they should have went to Lambeau Field, and they should have won that game if it wasn't for the yeah. heroics and the MVP caliber play by Aaron Rodgers. So I think that the Rams are going to do what they do, and they're going to put up points. I think it's to the benefit of the Niners that they're in Santa Clara because I don't think the road affects the Rams' ability to put up points, but I think it does help them uh, bring a little bit more to the table. So I see this game going over 52 and a half. so you take the over in the Rams versus the Niners.
1: I, like it. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Future Hall of Famer C.J. Bether. hes going to throw yeah. at least 400 yards. Gold jacket. And everyone's going to say, "Yeah, let's
0: go this guy." Look at this guy. The Giants could have had this Jesus guy. Jesus Christ. He's probably available for trade in the preseason. Well, we got to get in.
1: some. Uh, yeah, get on our Twitter handle. It's uh, Sugar Sports Pod C. So Sugar Sports Pod C. It's P-O-D and just the letter C. Um, hopefully, we can get some uh,
0: question and answer stuff going at some point. You know. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, we're rolling. We are rolling. Good episode. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Catch you the same time next Wednesday. See ya. See ya. See ya. Enough to the point where I feel like they can put up some points uh, in their last right. you know, five games. They put up 30, 27, 27. There was an 18 there, but then they put up 30 last week against the Packers, and they should have went to Lambeau Field, and they should have won that game if it wasn't for the yeah. heroics and the MVP caliber play by Aaron Rodgers. So... I think that the Rams are going to do what they do, and they're going to put up points. I think it's to the benefit of the Niners that they're in Santa Clara because I don't think the road affects the Rams' ability to put up points, but I think it does help them uh, bring a little bit more to the table. So I see this game going over 52-and-a-halves, so you take the over in the Rams versus the Niners.
1: I I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Future Hall of Famer C.J. Beathard—he's gonna throw yeah. at least four hundred yards. Gold jacket. And everyone's
0: gonna say, "Yeah, let's go this guy." Look at this guy. The Giants could have had this Jesus guy. Jesus Christ. He's probably available for trade in the preseason. Well, we gotta get games. some.
1: Uh, yeah, get on our Twitter handle. It's Sugar uh, Sports Pod C. So Sugar Sports Pod C. It's P O D and just the letter C. Um, hopefully, we can get some uh, question and answer stuff going
0: at some point. You know. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, we're rolling. We are rolling. Good episode. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Catch you the same time next Wednesday. See ya. See ya. See ya.